boys and girls to the Flow State Gaming Podcast episode number 24, number one up and coming Valorant podcast on the internet. Uh, feels good to be back in the saddle here. I am, of course, Astro. Some people know me as Coulter Fair, along with me, my young squire, my fellow handmaiden in, in the royal castle, Rogan Prescott. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. Um, guys, welcome back for episode 24. It is going to be a spicy one tonight. Um, it's going to be good. We're going to be talking about Yuru, and there's a lot of updates, a lot of leaks that Coulter and I will be going through, we'll be hammering through. Um, how are you doing, man? How was your week? Dude, I am, uh, <laughs> I'm doing quite nice, dude. Um, do you have, you're just kind of blowing past our, our hot drink section. Well, I, I, I wanted, I tonight. wanted, I wanted to mention what we're talking about. Cause sometimes we're 40 minutes in and we haven't even got to the meat of the episode. Well, I understand that. Right. But you don't so, skip the hot drink to go well, to announcements. No, I, I never <laughs> was going to skip the hot drinks. Right. Well, that was, that was the intro. That was a part of the intro there. Okay. Well, yeah. Sip that water. Drink? I do have a hot drink. Um, I made it about an hour late. I kind of told you that. And dude, so I, I click my little shot, like espresso button. And I didn't notice that like the water was at the lowest, the dial was at the lowest. So it did like one sip of like, <laughs> like one sip of concentrated water, just straight like of, of two shots in there. And now wow. it was so spicy. I couldn't even handle it there. So wow, dude, yeah. Um, and then I like just slammed a bunch of milk in there, but then I only got mm-hmm. half full. So I had to refill it, um, and it tastes it tastes very burnt, very um off, but my spirits are high tonight. Um, so is it hot any longer, or has has that ship sailed? It's, well, you're, you're sipping on a lukewarm, watered down with milk hot drink. Yeah, it definitely looks very depressing, and it is cooling down very quickly at the moment. Yeah, well. Maybe get a, you know, double insulated mug, right? Like I've got. <laughs> maybe well, that's, maybe that's the, uh, that the might answer. be the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coulter, do you, do you have a hot drink? What, what is in that double insulated mug right there? Well, currently nothing, right? Oh. I'm going to do a, a live pour, get here live every Tuesday night at seven and you can see me just pour this steamy hot roast. <laughs> wow. Of I the can Gold see Coast. the steam. I don't even, I don't want to know what this uh, is called. Like I said, I'm just trying to power my way through this bag because it's absolute dog water. Uh, it's macaroni water. It's hot dog water. This is my last French press. So I did double the, double the dose of, of grounds and, and hopefully it's weird. You know, when you have like a, like a light blend, like a blonde coffee, and then you just double down on how much like grounds you put in. It yeah. doesn't make the flavor. It's not like it doesn't make like a strong cup. Like that's what I think it's going to do. It just, it makes it worse, right? It's supposed to be light and fluffy. No, I, I agree, man. I, I used to always just slam like four extra scoops in there and yeah, it, it never is answer. good. It doesn't even no. make it like, I don't even feel any more boosted. No, it feels like um, it just makes it. It makes it just uh, like not as good. I don't even know how to explain it. So, anyways, that's my situation now. It's not great. It's it's black. Um, there's no cream or sugar. 
that's it for my hot drink. This is going to be the last uh, Tuesday with with this blend. So I don't know what I'm going to get next. Nobody added any suggestions into the last uh, last time. So who knows? I'll probably just end up at the DPPR, something like that. Um, what about announcements, dude? We have a lot of boys in in the chat. I just want to say that for those of you listening on your favorite podcast app, you need to get here live because it's popping in here. It is popping. Um, and so good to see everybody. Do you have any announcements this week, dude? How's your week been going? I know you were a little, you've been a little sick. Well, yeah, I, I definitely did get um, sick again. It's been, it's been a little rough. Um, we, well, this is kind of an announcement for the both of us. We, we were at the beach soaking up the sun. Um, both of your Kings were, we're out on vacation, taking a break. Um, it is a lot of work in the castle. Um, yeah. it, it's a lot of stress. And that um, it, it was a great time. We we had a pretty nice house uh, with a bunch of family. Um, my family kind of took Coulter in. He's kind of a part of the family now. So it was, a, it was a family beach trip. We all had a great time. Uh, a lot of spike ball. For those who don't know what spike ball is it's a great outdoor game um it was kind of sad yeah. though i haven't been able to play much valorant so for that and like announcement side of things i've i've been wanting to play a lot i i played like right before i left to the beach got some matches in and again still holding on to platinum three not much has changed there i don't know if it'll ever change Still stuck there. It's more just like my skill level, guys. I I think it's just um you know people in people in platinum, lower platinum are just playing more. They're getting better, and that's all. That's just kind of pushing me down or keeping me at the same level. So I I it's just kind of I need to play more. I need some more time on my um on the keys. I'm still sticking to raise, man. Still sticking to raise. Been playing sage and omen, just kind of like m- more raise, you know. I, I really like her style still. Coulter. Yeah, dude. You've been committing to the raise. Sorry to interrupt you. You've been pretty much committed for a while, dude. I'm glad that you like her still. Yeah, I, I, I think That's I just really like fun. her play style. And like... Yeah. No, you're good at it. It's awesome. I, I still have a lot to learn. You know, I, I think um raise... It's probably like... You could probably relate with Jet, but just... I always push when I shouldn't push sometimes. I kind of get yeah. too aggressive. Like, there's always a time and place to be aggressive, but... There's sometimes when like I don't need to re-peak an angle that I already peaked, and I, I think I get punished a lot for that. Yeah. Um, I think um, looking for like looking towards the next week of a lot of Valorant being played, I need to work on a lot of bad bad habits that I've been um, having. We kind of talked about this last episode, but I like I said I I don't I always crouch when I spray, and that's a big thing that affects me. My movement gets really wrecked for that, and then re-peaking angles so. I kind of want to find a lot of like the problems that I'm having mm-hmm. kind of just fine tune them and find ways that I can um, change that. Cause I think that's probably for a lot of people. They, they get stuck in these bad habits and they won't ever really go away, man. They don't ever go away. You're going to kind of stick to them. Like I will always press down crouch because I'm just so used to it. It's like comfortable for me. Yeah. So like, right. it's that like, sense. I need to get out of that zone and it's the same thing like with my mouse sensitivity. Mine was super, super low a while ago and I changed it to quite high and I hated it, you know, 
I didn't like it at all, but it, in the in the end, it worked out and paid off quite a bit. So yeah. um, I would I would say don't be afraid to change things. That's kind of sums it up for my announcements, man. How how are yours? Um. So yeah, similar in the coast trip, they uh, Rogan's family did drag me out there, um, and it was it was really nice. You know, it it could have been a bit warmer. But, uh, you know, that didn't stop me and Rogan from going into the ocean a few times. So that always feels good to me. I like the salt water a ton. So that was, uh, it felt good. I'm, I'm a little bit on the same page as you, though. I, I did miss the Valorant. I definitely felt it. That you know, it's like most of my game time comes from the weekend. So when that doesn't happen, I, I do notice it. But um, obviously great to be with your family there. Um. One announcement that's pretty huge is Dogecoin um, is having a massive rally here. So, <laughs> um, join the battle if you have not already. Um, I don't care if you can put in five bucks or 500, right? Get your mom's credit card, do whatever you have to do, and hammer Doge to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> obviously don't take my advice i have no clue what's going on i'm just saying i know there are a few there's a few of you listening that i have met uh in game of course that listen to the podcast um that do dabble in the dogecoin and i just want to encourage everyone to stay strong through this uh this massive push um outside of that dude i played some ranked me and you played a, a few games last night Guys, me and Rogan were talking about this. I know we've said it before, but again, our matches when we play together are are not great. Just the the matches themselves, not like so much on like a teamwork basis. It's just the teams themselves seem really uh, unbalanced at times. And this has been our experience for the last, I don't know, six to seven games that we've played together. So it, that's kind of annoying. I, I don't know what the answer is. And I know the topic is really long and, you know, we've beat that dead horse. Um, but we ended up splitting off. This is kind of where I was going. We played our own matches and those went a lot better for me. So it kind of feels nice not to just, uh, cause I do okay in the matches I play with you. Uh, we just still often lose, um, you know, so yeah. it felt good to get some wins. That's kind of where I was trying to get. Um, I got two wins last night. I'm still in gold too. It's weird. Like when I play solo, I was telling Rogan, like it's absolute, like the, people I'm going against are just trash in comparison to the boys that me and Rogan go against. So don't really know what's going on there with the skill-based matchmaking, but it does seem interesting. Um, that pretty much sums it up for my announcements. Uh, community feedback. <laughs> what are we, what are we looking at in this section here? I know it's usually a fairly girthy section. Uh, do we have any Apple reviews? Um, none. Uh, it's sad to see that our peasants are not um, doing their job. They're definitely slacking. And we have been talking about this quite a bit. We need to hold you guys hostage again. And I don't think anyone saved, saved us. Right. (laughs) Dude, I double checking the podcast right now. I, I don't think there is a saving grace here. I think we shut the podcast down now. Well, yeah, we've one. we've been telling you guys often, and Jimmy C he came in clutch many times, <laughs> MVP to him. But obviously, no one was able to bring it back this week. 
Whoa. Hey, good thing I just checked, brother. At 6.51 p.m. Wait. Kenneth (laughs) says, thank you. This was, of course, a reply to a message that you had sent. But um, that is a new message. That's, of course, all. It's just a simple thank you from Kenneth. Um, well, we th- we thank it, you, Kenneth. Um, is is that enough to maybe I, scoot this podcast along? I, I think I, maybe we'll let it go this time, right? I think we'll we just we, we do a little little push, little little scoot, let Ooh, it slide. So, um, so pathetic. Dude. I think next week we need something big because because that's not going to cut it for next week. Little thanks, that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it next week. No, no, not even close. We need we we need interaction dude we need interactions on both instagram and apple so leave us a review make sure it's five stars um dude follow us on twitch because we're two away from being affiliated dude i almost feel like just shutting this podcast (laughs) no dude flow underscore state underscore gaming like two more follows and that's it guys there is an alarming amount of you peasants that are listening to the podcast on Spotify. In fact, you're following us on Spotify. An alarming amount of you little dirty rats are not subscribed (laughs) on Twitch. So I don't care if you've never seen Twitch in your life. If you're listening to the podcast on your dumb podcast app, go to Twitch and subscribe so we can start scamming kids, right? So we can start taking people's money. (laughs) <laughs> that is what we're trying to do. That's our end goal. We're not here for fun. We're here to play. So <laughs> just change something, anything. Just do it. Just get it done. Because this is just disgusting. Two followers, dude. Like, what is that? Dude? Well, okay. And a huge shout out to Stop Lingo. He is a faithful, faithful peasant. Rated us with six people this um evening. So a huge shout out to him. He's a streamer. He's a he's dirty on the keys. Um, if you guys are following us on Twitch, follow him as well. And um, yeah, you'll true. you'll see a lot of action there. Yeah, a, a faithful yeah. listener. Um, go ahead, Coulter, pod, for sure. Um, so I guess we can kind of just crack this egg. Um, we can start to bite into the meat of of the the episode here. Of course, the meat will come later. But I guess this is more like a little side dish. We're going to be going over the new map, the leaks around the new map, and then some new skins that have also been been leaked in in recent times. So I think you should kick us off on this one just because you know more info about this map that's being rumored. Uh, we did, you know, allude to the fact of a new map last weekend, and I think you know everyone is kind of on their toes with this. So what what more have you? have you gained uh, information wise there is not much information right now but we d- we have confirmed that it will be in a tropical climate um it'll most likely be on an island palm trees beachy and it's officially being called breeze uh, we we did think it was going to be f- called foxtrot but i guess that was a placeholder name so um we have finally found the official name called breeze this will most likely come in 13 days after um, this act is over. So 
I am looking forward to that. We've seen we've seen some leaks across um, the maps of Valorant. I kind of like how they do that. They kind of like, you know, put some put some graphics in the map to to lead to some leaks. I I really appreciate how Riot's doing that, kind of hyping it up. Um, I think we all can hope this map will will blow us out of the water. It'll be a game changer of a map, and we'll all be just dying to play it because it'll be so fire. You know, Icebox That's was not fire, that for dude. me. But a lot of people are liking Icebox, I've realized. There's actually quite a bit of people. It's kind of growing. Uh, maybe not in the pro level, but in, in our little little um, dwelling here, it, 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 the hype is, is growing for Icebox. So that's it for the map. We do have some new skins that were leaked as well, which is um, new skins are always exciting. They kind of have like a little, little dark, um, dark house to them it's kind of like a dark wintry house uh, they, they look pretty cool um it's kind of like similar to the one winter wonderland skins um they, they do a lot with the when you move your gun it kind of moves like the image you know it does that quite a mm -hmm. bit and i think they are using that a little too much maybe they aren't really getting um they aren't getting unique i feel like they 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 stick to that sometimes. So I I am I'm, I'm looking forward to some um new animations, new different types of skins like the dragon skins obviously. What are your thoughts on the on the new map and the new skins? So new map, obviously I'm stoked about it. Like uh Icebox, same for me, little underwhelming. You know, I felt like uh left a little to to be desired there. Uh, I think everyone's hopes were super high and then it was like a little bit of a letdown. It's not like the worst map on the planet, obviously. I think, like you said, people are finding out how to play it. It's not all bad. I actually have an enjoyable time, and sometimes I don't do too bad. So it's not that I hate Icebox, but I am kind of stoked for maybe a map that I feel pumped about, you know, where I'm just, I'm pumped when it comes into queue. So hopefully that's the case with this. Again, I like the Tropic idea. Um, and then the skins, yeah. I I think I feel similar to you. It's exactly like the Christmas edition skins, the Horizon, the Nebula, all those guns are similar. There's like, yeah, just that image in the gun that stays stationary and then your gun moves. Um, but that that picture on the inside is just uh stays still. I don't know. I agree with you. I think I mean, I think if they're going to do this, I, I almost prefer like the, the horizon skins rather than like an object. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't mind the horizon and the nebula. It's just when there's like buildings and whatnot in the skin, I just, uh, doesn't have quite the same effect on me, I guess. Like, I agree with you. Effect. And also like looking at the different weapons, you can't see the full effect of the skin. Like um the the Phantom looks a lot better with these types of skins than the Vandal because of the Phantom has a bigger like surface area to see. It has a which bigger is, body to it. Yeah, yeah, which is unfortunate. Like but the horizon, like you were saying, like the horizon looks good on everything. So I definitely agree yeah. with you on that for sure. Maybe I can see what you're saying, maybe like a little bit overdone. It seems like every third skin pack that we get is like this style. And don't get me wrong, I, I do enjoy, like, I have the Nebula skin myself. I do like it. It's a cool idea. Just, uh, it'd be cool to see some 
some other skin ideas like the dragon skins, like you said, just more uh, complex skins like that. So that's kind of my my thoughts on. Dude, I'm just stoked about the new map. I'm excited about that. Um, but uh, patch 2.07, brother. This came out uh, on the 13th. I think that's is that today. Today, yeah. The, yeah. It released. It's officially in the game. Okay, right. That makes sense. And those new skins um, are releasing tomorrow. I, I believe tomorrow night. Okay, right on. Um, and then we also have an Ask Valorant, but I think we're going to cover the patch first. Do you want to... What's what's going on in this patch? I, I haven't really even looked at it very well. It looks like Astra and Ray's got some changes. Yeah, they're very, very um, simple simple changes here. Not a big patch at all. I think they're kind of just preparing for the, the big meat that we'll be seeing. I kind of like how they do this. They, um, you know, they... they don't just do little mediocre patches off and on. They kind of do these patches and then there's going to be a big hammer that, that hits us. That's what I'm looking forward to. So yeah, I'm just going to cover it real quick. Definitely not much at all. So for Astra, her gravity well, this is a big one. Her gravity well now drags people away. It pulls agents that are defusing the spike. Um, this is pretty big it's it's gonna drag them away until they get out of that spike zone so like right when she activates it it's not gonna like take them out of the diffusing instantly they have to like become they have to get out of that zone which is still pretty oh. crazy you know yeah, but astra is gonna she's gonna be putting stars around the entire bomb you know like three or four of them how many ever she has and and it's gonna be for that post plant game um play which is it is um interesting to see on how it's going to be used. I don't know how like effective it's going to be. Um but if it if it does pull them away quite easily with one star, you know, it's going to be um going to be pretty annoying cuz those stars you can't shoot away, man. And she can activate them from wherever. So it's going to be like yeah. a, a you know, just like a Killjoy Molly or whatnot. So I I think she's going to be I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Granted, if she does have the star, she's going to place the star off the bomb. So then they can defuse it from a different angle, possibly if the, if the spikes planted in like an open area. Exactly. Right. So it's not going to be as effective as like a killjoy Molly. I don't think, but right. Lingo in the chat. Astra is going to be important impact frag on defense. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, man. Um, but that covers it for Astra, so that's just the only change that we saw from her. Rays, um, audio cues when boosted in the air. Um, I tested this in the practice. It's just kind of like a streamline audio cue, kind of like Jet. So it's pretty much just when you you can kind of tell when she's in the air gliding through. Which um, I've actually experienced this too. When when you're dealing with Rays double satcheling, it's hard to tell if she's in the air or not, or like where yeah. she's where she is. You know, she's double satcheling on site and it does get pretty confusing. So I think your awareness will be a little bit easier to tell where she's at, which is, um, I think it's fine. It's not like a huge upset for me. I, th I think it's, um, it's going to be, um, just a good detail. I, I think it's kind of annoying when you're on site and then you just get shot in the back from, you, you know, you only hear like a satchel go off and then she's behind you. So being yeah. able to have that audio cue is going to be, Pretty cool, I think. And then um, visual effects for her ult. 
and for her abilities, it's just going to be, um, you can just see it clearer. It won't, um, cloud your vision as much as it did. I didn't see an issue with, with it before, but, and then for the final pretty much updates that they did is just straight bug fixes. They just fixed a bug with, um, the Viper's ultimate people weren't dying when they had like a decay on them when they had the K to one and, and just a bunch of different bug fixes that I haven't noticed at all. So I didn't think it would be important to share them in the patch. Yeah. That covers it for patch, dude. That, that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. So not much there. Do you have any thoughts on these? I honestly don't. Yeah. I don't have any thoughts. I like, I guess the main thing is, um, I guess Astra and Ray's, I mean, it, it is something to keep in mind. I'm glad that you can hear Ray's in the air. Um, and then, I mean, it says that, you know, the, the explosion and showstopper from Ray's are, uh, that visual is going to clear out of the play space faster. So I guess less obstruction and, and better sound cues is for a competitive game like this is what I want. So, I mean, these changes are so small. I feel like, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add there, dude. I do like how they like, they're clearing it up, you know, making it a little bit easier to see things and um, tell what's going on, which I do appreciate you gotta from be able yeah, like in attack shooter, dude. Like especially with all the abilities, anyway. You, it's so incredible that they've kept the gl- the game as clear and like as crisp as it is. You know, like how many times do you just see like a few pixels of somebody and you can still get that shot? You know, like that's super cool. Yeah, you yeah, know? for sure. They haven't made the abilities like so overwhelming that it's just all up in your screen. It's it's uh, uh-huh. really nice. I like the way they've done it. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And and one thing to know, I saw a video. One guy was saying Riot can't balance their game and that there's always things like they they buffed Viper too much or whatnot. I didn't agree with this guy, and the top comment was I would have to disagree. If you have to like it, the game is imbalanced right now. A lot of things are in like imbalanced, obviously. Um Viper has a weird place in the game, and the ranking system sucks, you know. But you have to think about Valorant it's it's a new game and it's hard like they're they're adding these buffs to Viper what like throughout the entire like period of the game and she's not getting any more game time so they just slammed her and then they're just gonna see where she fits like if she's overpowered then they'll just knock off something small and then she'll just fit right in line with everyone else so pretty much like I'm kind of glad that they did this even if she is too powerful they're they're good at balancing. In the end, like they are kind of on top of it. It might take some time, but they know what the issue is. I think they're just waiting for the big patch to fix the ranking system. They don't want to add, you know, these dumb little oh, go back to the tally markers where it was all right, but it wasn't that great. You know, they're they're trying to do an overhaul. They've been doing overhauls of the ranking system pretty often. We've been experiencing yeah. new ranking systems very often. So I think it's a new game. I think we just need to be patient. And in my opinion, you guys might have a different opinion than me, but they are pretty on top of it. And they want every agent to be in the game, which I appreciate. I just wanted to add that in before we moved on. Yeah, I, I'm i in 100% agreement. It's so... It boggles my mind that this game is as uh, balanced as it is, just because of the nature of it is so hard. It would be so hard to balance it. So 
it's kind of insane that it, it even works at all with the time to kill, in my opinion. Um, Ask Valorant, dude. We got one here on the 12th, so that came in yesterday. This is Ask Valorant. Um, I don't even know what number this is. They've had quite a few of them, but uh, yeah. Do you want to move into this? Do you want me to take the first question here? Yeah, you can go for the first. It says, uh, so the question is, what is your approach when you see abilities not being used as intended? That's a good question. The answer here is, I'm going to go straight from their site. We've seen a lot of agent abilities used in unintended ways by players, sometimes with an awesome outcome and sometimes in ways that have needed to be addressed. Uh, Sage's Barrier Orb is a great example. We've seen countless creative boosts, sideways tube walls, and ability combos that we would never have expected. On the flip side, we've seen floating walls creating one-way single wall segments hovering over the split B-bomb site and more omen teleporting bug combos than I'd like to remember. We walk a pretty consistent line between the sandbox nature of abilities that keeps each game exciting and trying to determine if newly discovered interactions are enriching or breaking the tactical game we've promised. Valorant is definitely a game that we're building and exploring hand-in-hand with our community. We know you all approach each match with creativity, and the best thing we can do is keep an open dialogue about what's discovered. So that's coming from the lead character designer. Um, what a great answer, man. Like This kind of goes to what we were just talking about, about how they're trying to balance this game. It's so cool when the players come up with these combos, and like that is what keeps the game exciting and every match different. And that's something that I loved about Halo. Like I remember like the, the rocket jumps or, you know, the grenade jumps all like that kind of stuff was so fun. Like it's so fun to be creative with abilities in Valorant. So I'm glad that there's not like super restrictive guidelines that like, you know, you can only use a breach flash on these walls type of thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's cool that you can, you know, use them all at the same time or span them out through the game, whatever. Like you have complete freedom with your ability usage. And I think that's crucial that they keep it that way. So as far as like abilities being used in an unintended way, like I don't really see outside of Sage's barrier orb. I don't really know like something that I see daily where I'm like, man, that's not how it's supposed to be used. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I have seen those like barrier orbs that like um they do one ways. And it definitely, like, it doesn't look like it would fit in the game. Yeah, it looks weird. But, dude, like you said, like, I really do enjoy, like, that creative aspect and figuring out these different ways, like, being able to double satchel from one area all the way to heaven across the entire map, like, in a breach flash, like, flashing wherever you want. Figuring out these different ways to take sight. I think that's awesome. Like, if you think about it, it's such an open game with your ability usage, like, you can pretty much use them anywhere, which is really cool. Like Omen's Flash, for example, or um, Smoke. You can, you know, the gravity, like you can use it for so many different one ways and so many different ways yeah. to to outplay your opponents. Um, and if they keep it that way, I think that's an awesome move by them. I, I did enjoy their answer here. And it's a cool how the game's so simple. It's like a simple built game, you know? You have like... It's like it's like CS:GO, but they they just they keep that creative creativity with it, and I think that's really important. So, yeah, right on. Why don't you take the next one? Can you add the ability to change settings during agent selection? Um, 
Their answer, we agree this should be doable and we'll add it to our backlog. To be frank, though, it's behind much more urgent priorities on our list. We'll keep you updated. So um, it's just a thought. I, I, I don't see a huge issue with it. It is sometimes annoying, like when you want to test some settings because it's kind of the best time to test things. Or like if your mic's not working and you want to fix it. Yeah. Being, that's that's So, I mean, whatever. If they add it, that's cool. Yeah. Um, they probably have a fat list of things, obviously, you know, raking system, number one, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, um, I yeah, that's the only thing that I see is like the mic thing. Or it's like if I need to turn the volume of my allies up or down, it's like yeah. you can't. <laughs> You're just locked in until you actually get in the game. Mm -hmm. yeah, that would like, be nice, I guess. There's a lot of little things like this that like, I think it's just going to change, you know, like the quality of life is those updates are going to change after they fix out the big issues, which will be exciting when they kind of fine tune the game, yeah. make it more um, playable. But yeah. you can cover, um, I can cover the last one. Yeah, go for Pretty it. Pretty simple. Did HRTF lower the volume or the ability to hear the footsteps? It seems far away. Steps are now harder to hear, but you can pinpoint them easier. This is a new audio system that they implemented last update, I believe. Um, and it's just a different audio system that they're using to just easier to tell where enemies are. Their answer, HRTF does not affect... Um, oh my gosh. Dude, what is that word? Occlusion? No. Sorry. The one before. Wow. I can't I can't read guys. Attenuations? The, attenuations. Volume change over distance or occlusion. Filtering change based on objects between the emitter and the listener. Adjusting to HRTF does not take does take time and practice. Um I haven't really noticed a huge different difference with it. Um I know you've been using it, Coulter, have you? So Here's my story on this HRTF deal. I I don't notice anything almost. Like it's it's uh there are times I guess where I kind of feel like it might be easier to hear someone as far as like if they're above me in a level or on the same level that I'm on. I do sometimes notice okay, it was easier to hear that person. Um I actually I was just watching these videos of like pro players and they were like they're like you have to turn it on you're an idiot if you don't so <laughs> that's just i just took that advice from like one or two pros this is their opinion i don't know i don't know enough about it to really i don't feel strongly one way or another um i just took their advice and ran with it they said it's gonna suck for like the first week that you're playing with it and then after that you're gonna love it so i turned it on I like it. I can hear fine. It felt like I could hear fine before as well. Um, I don't know. I have it on and I'm sticking to it. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on that. I think I just have to get used to it as well. Do you have yours on as well? Yeah, I do. I think it's just hard to hard to notice any different difference yeah. between it. But yeah, me too. Um, all right, dude. Do you have anything else? I, that looks like it's it I, as far as yeah. here. I think we're <laughs> we're moving on to the to to your moment, man. 
This is all you right here. This is kind of my episode, isn't it? Yeah. Like Coulter and I were talking, it's kind of nice that Coulter switched agents or that, and like I switched agents. Cause yeah. we just, we get to know more. Like you don't really know an agent until you really play them like a lot. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. kind of weird. Cause right after the raise episode, I, I wanted to play raise and then playing raise. Like I have so many different things that I want to like put in that episode, you know, to like share <laughs> new things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I know a lot more. So I'm yeah. kind of glad that you, you made a switch that you enjoyed. Honestly, I'm glad that we, uh, we both switched as well. It just gives us a, a better platform to speak on like a, a broader horizon here. And we've been wanting to get like, um, good people on to interview and like to, to talk about agents with, um, it is a little bit hard to like, kind of get that communication. We don't, we don't really have time to, to do it and to like kind of communicate. So that's why we're trying to cover agents that we play. So we kind of yeah. get as much information, you know, we don't want to cover Viper who Coulter and I never have played once before. So I exactly. think we're going to try our best to, to get more people on who know their, who know the agent more than us. We should um, shoot for episode 30, man. That'd be cool to have a guest on episode 30. So I don't know if there's anyone listening that would be interested. I think we normally look for like a Immortal Plus player because that's usually above our demographic here on the FSG podcast. So, you know, advice coming from someone we can trust is always nice. Um, but yeah. That'd be cool that I really want another guest on. I think they, they bring another, just that, that other voice and that other opinion is awesome, you know? Yeah. And I, I think we could easily do it. We just haven't really put much effort in because we haven't had much time and we've taken some big hits Yeah, due to yeah. being sick and getting <laughs> always something new happening, you know? Getting rammed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so guys, Yoru, I, I did some digging and I found out some interesting information here. Um, now this is according to DAC.gg. So take this information as you will. Um, I just wanted to throw the source out there. Uh, I think they're actually fairly reliable though, according to some of the research that I did on it. So we have 15 agents, right? <laughs> and Yoru is one of them. And, uh, so the way this site works is, Every hour, it'll update the statistics of each agent. So this is just uh, the example of an hour today, the most recent hour uh, that we're doing this podcast. And Yoru, and this is in ranked games, all ranked games. Yoru has a 2.6% pick rate. So this puts him in 12th. So out of 15 agent, he's in the 12th spot. So there are agents that get picked less than him. Um, but we won't talk about them. As far as the win percentage, he's coming in at 45.5% win rate. Okay, now this puts him at 15 out of 15. So he has the lowest win percentage of all agents. His average score, he comes in fifth at 202. So this is average combat score. So I want to talk to Rogan about 
this data because it's super interesting to me coming in fifth on average score at 202. Like that's a pretty decent score coming in fifth. That's better than a lot of agents. First blood percentage, 10.2% coming in at 5% or coming in at fifth out of 15. Average damage coming in at seventh out of 15 at 130 average damage per round. His KD, 0.93, that's 12th. Now, what's interesting about this, what's interesting about this statistic is the top four, as far as KD is concerned, are the other four duelists, Reyna, Jet, Rays, Phoenix. So he's coming in at 12th. So there's a huge gap there between him and the other duelists, which I think is interesting. And then his KDA is uh, the lowest in the game as well at 15th. So, Rogan, what I thought was interesting about this is, so obviously he's not getting picked whatsoever. Everyone kind of knew that. His win percentage is the lowest, but his average combat score is number five. Like, he's doing better than 10 other agents as far as score, but he's still losing. So I don't know what that really says. Like, in the big scheme of things, it just, it would feel like if you're getting a good score on average, then you would get a good win percentage, but that doesn't seem to be the case here. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Um, it's kind of, it's weird why that would be because you know, of how like, interesting? yeah, especially cause he is a duelist, like all the other ones who were on the top and like, they aren't really meant to be played with the team as much, you know, they're meant to like, just get like the first blood. Uh huh. So that's another thing that hits hard is like every duelist is top four in KD except him. And he's 12th. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, you, you have like every, everyone, like the only people that are below him in KD are Sage breach and sky. I mean, brimstone has a better KD and rank than he does. Cypher, Viper, Killjoy, Omen, Sova. Like, that's a problem, you know? Especially considering he's supposed to be this duelist agent getting kills. It's kind of alarming that he's so low on the on the KD aspect. But just an interesting... I thought that data was something to chew on as as we go into this little uh, preference. It might, it might be a little hard also because he is such a new agent. And, you know, Brimstone has been out for a long time. And, like, no one does play Yuru. So, like, they don't really know where... You know, like, if, if a lot of people played yeah. Yuru, his combat score or KDA would be a lot higher. That's in, that's an interesting insight. Yeah, So, take that... True. Maybe take that into account. But who knows if that'll change maybe, or not. Maybe you have a, a lot of first-time Yuru players that find themselves in these analytics. Well, yeah. Or, like, they just play Yuru because, like, they feel like they don't want to play... You know, you're uh, say, like Jet that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncompetitive exactly. and they play it for one match and then they just don't do good. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get rammed and then they move on. Yeah, and then they never touch him again. Yeah. But like you, you're just going to go hard in Yuru and eventually you'll be up with the boys. The yeah. only yeah. solid Yuru out there. That's a really good point. That could definitely skew the numbers a little bit. Yeah, so did you want to kind of start... I can start with the abilities. I know everyone probably knows this. I can just run through them for the people who are half brain dead and with a double digit IQ. For the kids in the back, yeah. For the the peasant rats, Eric On Sullivan. The short bus. 
Magus Oregon, white male. <laughs> um, filthy rat. Filthy rat, yeah. Um, so abilities, just, he has his Q. This is blind. Two flashes, they activate after bouncing off the surface. Um, in the last patch, the activation time was lessened. So they activate much quicker. Coulter, I want to hear your quick thoughts on this. Have you noticed it quite a bit? Yeah. Are they much more effective? It's way better. Significantly better, yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. That's what I want to hear. Um, Gate Crash is just a teleporter. Um, Thrown once, and now it does refresh after 35 seconds. And Coulter found some great info. Right as you press a telly down, it starts counting down. I think you we may have mentioned this last time, but... That counter, that timer does count down right after he lays it down. And you were able to get like three teleporters out in one round, which is pretty yeah. substantial. And like that movement is insane. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's pretty cool. Um, fake out footsteps um, just make sounds. He has two charges of them. A lot of people, they activate them right away. They can also be um, placed down and then activated across the map. Um, it's not used too much because everyone's kind of just taking sight and then people can just see the footsteps anyways. Um, dimensional drift. This is just his ultimate, um, goes invulnerable and he can now use gate crash while he's in his ultimate, um, kind of to throw some people off, which is pretty cool. And then there's a ring around him while he's in his ultimate where people can see you at. Um, I would say if you're playing your play, pay attention to this much more because you can kind of like make sure you're running around people like that, that don't go in that um, circle. Because if they see you right there, then they're probably going to be able to expect where you're going to be going. Um, and that covers it for his abilities. So you guys probably already know that. Just wanted to go for them. Coulter, yeah. do you want to dig into the meat here? <laughs> dude, I just think take it's, a uh, bite. I think it's time to take a bite out of this steak, dude. Um, I think we should start off with the offense. Kind of divide it into offense and defense. Um, I, I want to try and do a good job, so I'll, I'll try and be um, as as detailed as I can here. So, offense. Let's let's get this party started. Playing Yoru on offense can be like really tricky, and it, it leaves a lot to be desired, considering that he's a duelist. And and when you pick a duelist. In the agent select, you kind of expect to be an entry fragger for the team. And what's even worse is you're expected by your teammates to be that entry fragger, to get onto site and be the distraction that your team needs to for them to get on the site and start making trades. It's just that Yoru sucks at this. Yoru is is not great on at uh, like getting on the site and and creating a distraction for your team. He's actually super bad at it. So he doesn't play like a normal duelist. Like your Phoenix is up front throwing flashes out. His flashes are quick. His gun is back up. He's ready to shoot again. Yoru, it's a it's a big animation of him pulling out his flash. Then he throws it. Like it's not, they made it faster. It's still not fast. It's not fast enough. It's hard to, ent- like it's hard to entry with those flashes. So that kind of leaves you with trying to use the the teleport in some creative way. Um, and it's just, it's just hard to do. So his abilities just aren't tailored to be a good solo and en- like entering agent. Yeah. He needs to be supported on the way in. 
like much more than the other duelists in the game. So his flashes are are trash when you compare them to the other flashes. I already mentioned that. His teleport is just too risky to use in such an offensive manner. Um, and then his footsteps are just, they're really hard to find any value in, in this situation of like getting on the site. Like your footsteps aren't going to do a single thing for you. Like as, if you're trying to play him like a normal duelist, his footsteps are are absolutely useless. Like, are you just going to send them on the site? Like they're trash, right? They're yeah. like, it's not great. So mm-hmm. he just needs more teamwork to, to get on the site. Like it, it feels like when you're playing Yoru, just every single time that you try to go offensive with him, with his abilities, you're just playing such a risk. Like it's just such a risky move, no matter what way you play it. Like you, you don't know what's on the other side of your teleport. Did you, did your flash land on the opponent that you think it did? Like, who knows? Like, like we said before, maybe it hit a little nick in the wall and it went somewhere totally different that you don't, that you're not expecting. And then another thing is like, did they actually believe those fake footsteps? Like say you actually use the footsteps. It's still a question of whether or not the opponent believes that to be true. Yeah. So it's like in all three scenarios, you're, you're not sure. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're not positive what's going on. Like it's not like a sky flash. You get the audio cue. Okay. They're flashed. Like there's just nothing like that with him or it's not like jet throw a smoke on site, dash into it. Okay. They can't see me. Like there's just nothing that he has that is a for sure thing. And I think that's what makes him hard to play on offense is just finding those situations to really take advantage of, of his abilities. Um, so with all of that said, I think on the offensive side, you can play him aggressively. You just need to almost be more like in the middle of the pack rather than leading the charge up front. And oftentimes you're going to want to play a double duelist. So you still have that raise that's double satcheling on the site or that jet that's dashing in. And then you're going to be next in line and you can, have the opportunity then to send that teleport into an unassuming area that the enemy is not going to be expecting. And then you can play a really strong post plant from that situation. Like a good example of this is say we're playing Icebox on a Rogan will double satchel in as the raise. I'm not sending my teleport. Like Rogan sees it all the time. I send my teleport on a site, even with flash, multiple flashes, I teleport in and I get instantly tapped. Yeah. Someone is camping that teleport. So it's like, no matter really what you do, it's just not a great play. It's too uncertain. So what Rogan and I do, he'll take the initial entry. I'll be more in the middle of the pack, maybe right behind Rogan. We'll trade together. If we take one or two out, I'm immediately dashing towards mid. I'm running with my knife out and I'll throw my teleport all the way into their spawn. And this sets us up where... Now I helped on the initial entry by being a a gun on the site. And now I can teleport into their spawn. No one will see me make that move. And now I can, I can start to pick off the people that are rotating. Yeah. So that's just like one example of like the difference in duelists that there are in this game. And Yoru just does not fall. Me and Rogan kind of talked about this a little bit before, like, 
he just doesn't fall into that normal duelist role. And then when your team expects you to to be the entry fragger, it just it's really hard to to control that scenario. Do you have anything to add here before I go on? Do you have thoughts that are popping out? That was very well said. Um, Coulter, like you you nailed it. It's it's weird because like Yuri is not. It shouldn't be played like a duelist, like um Jet. He he's not like that great entry fragger. Um, he definitely is more of a middleman, I would say as well. And when like we're playing together, it does help a lot. Like when I'm peeking out first, and then even like right when I peek, you telly like far out, and you get even a wider angle on this guy. He's distracted on me, and then you can take that shot. Um, yeah. Same. It, it it's kind of similar, not not in the same way at all, but. When I used to play Omen, I I ulted his ult. You, you know, you can ult anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing. Like, we were attacking on Icebox on A. And Brim, Brim on our team, he ulted on site. And then everyone was pushing in. We had Jet dashing in. And then I ulted back site. And literally not a single person really expected it. Um, and they were actually, like, decent players. I'm surprised they didn't notice. But no one really thought that I would ult there. And then I was able to get a huge flank on them and get three kills because I was in that weird spot. So like same thing goes with Yuri. Like you can't take that risk on that telly unless like, you know that like your team has like the, the kind of like the enemy's attention and that yeah. you're kind of going in at the same time. Um, and that's yep. really big. And I, like we were both talking like his role should almost be more of like maybe in an, an initiator or like a controller or a sentinel even. You know, like he's not really meant to be played as that duelist. I know. Yeah. That's that's literally what that's been my takeaway over the last I don't know, three months, whatever I've been playing Yoru only. His role is just not a duelist. It's just it's really not. Like not a conventional duelist anyway. Not in what your team is expecting you to do. Yeah. Like that's what I played a ranked game with uh, a group of guys. They were actually super nice. We had a Reyna on our team, and then there was me. And the Reyna didn't like to entry. So that position was was mine. And we were getting our cheeks absolutely rammed because I was entering, and then Reyna was coming after me. Same type of deal. We, we ended up like switching, like, I don't know, six, seven rounds in where Reyna would take point and then I would be the next person through. And it made a huge difference. Like Reyna's blind comes through. That gives me the freedom to throw a teleport that is going to be effective later on. I can let that sit and then I get myself in a spot where I can clear the angle. Like it, so someone's not just holding and camping down my teleport. Like that's, what's rough. So can you telly to entry? You totally can. You just need your team to be on the same page and you need to like communicate your intentions. Say like, guys, I'm going to teleport on the site this round. I'm going to be really aggressive with the teleport. That way your team can, you can be provided with extra support via flashes, smokes, etc. So that sets you up to do big damage from behind, which is why you're using the teleport to begin with. It's just, you can't do it alone. And I think yeah. that's kind of the takeaway. Like, in any scenario, even if you do catch them off guard, there's going to be more than one enemy that can just snap right to you. Like most often, I've teleported a lot into the back of the site. And it's like, even when they're not expecting it, 
unless your team is is on the same page, it, it never ends well. And that's the thing. It's just a one tap kill, you know, like you can tap on somebody's head so easily. I mean, yeah. if like it was a harder time to kill, then it would make more sense to, you know, tell you right in front of somebody and create some confusion. But that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, and like so really- take, take out his flashes. His duelist role is completely gone. There's no there's no thing there's there. You know, he's he's better to be a controller there. You know, give him give him more teleports and he's a straight controller right there. Yeah. Or give him like a smoke. Like I Yeah, I agree a smoke with you. or something. Like, like take away the flashes. They're not good. I don't know what the answer like even if they just keep shortening the time that it takes to equip or to initiate whatever. I don't care. They're they're not gonna be a Phoenix Flash. So if you're looking for an agent to flash you in, he'll never be that agent. Yeah. So already Phoenix is a better pick than he is. Like immediately just off of flashes, because that's really all you're getting out of him. And then apart from that, he's just decent at 1v1s. Like you can get away with some things in a 1v1 scenario. And again, I don't want to just be trashing on Yoru. He does have value. It's just the situations that he's valuable are just so niche. Uh-huh. Like they're so rare that you come across where you're like, man, I was glad I was Yoru right there or else, you know, that would have been bad. Like that's, that's such a rare like case, right? Like there's so many times in a game where you're like, man, if I wasn't jet, I would have been dead right there. If I couldn't dash, like that ability is so big. Like what is that for Yoru? The teleport isn't big enough. It doesn't have that effect of like, man, that was just a huge play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, big, big cool thing is a lot better. Yeah. The, the, the cooldown. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but one big statistic I was looking at, I think it was a VCT masters or something, but Yuru on defense, he was the win ratio on defending rounds was exponentially higher than any other agent only on defending. And then on attacking, it was like 14%. And defending was like 84%. It was, it was a range from like 14% to 84%. That's how in, like imbalanced that is. Everyone else was like, it's a percentage range. On It was like 40 to 60%. Um, yeah. But Yuri was so like wide and they were saying like on defending rounds, he's way better because of that instant rotate. Yeah. And Coulter, you nailed it on the spot, man. When like you were like switched to Yuri. And you were just like talking to me about him, like his ability to just rotate instantly and be on like, you know, you have four people on site now rather than three or three rather than two. It's, it's insane. That ability, no one else has that. And that makes him stand out a ton. Yeah. And And, I think in offense and being aggressive, that's where that teleport really screws him over because he can't use it. He's just, he's literally just. He's just not good on offense. Well, yeah, and like you're only like they're saying his teleport is great for rotating. Like that's not a duelist role, you know. But that's you're, just you're yeah. throwing it just to move. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, like he's his abilities are trash. There's there's just no like debate. The only time they find value is on defense. And and again, like I understand that there's gonna be scenarios on offense that you really pull it off. Like And I've if you're really it, oriented team too. 
yeah, like if you have great communication, like something that you never are going to see in ranked, then great. I'm sure he can be absolute clapper, but I feel like the state of the game right now, the ranked games that you're going to be getting into, if you want to play a duelist and your team is expecting you to be a duelist, he's like the worst pick that you can possibly choose. Like, you know, and even in the voice of pros, he's by far, you know, the, the most underwhelming agent when it comes to abilities. It just, it's just not there. So I think that overall on offense, you have to stop putting pressure on your Yoru to be the entry fragger. I think that needs to be just widely known and accepted that he's not going to fill that role. So get another duelist on the team. Like anytime you see a, a Yoru pop up in your, in your queue, play another duelist. Like, don't just bank on him to do it because he honestly probably shouldn't be like he's, he's a defensive player. So that kind of segues into defense. Did you have anything you wanted to, to add as far as the offensive side goes? Yeah. Um, not, not too much. So I, I did kind of skip. Um, I, I did kind of go to defense and um skipped offense a little bit there. I just wanted to mention that um, his rotation ability, but yeah, like I, yeah. I don't think he fills his role, and I think he definitely has a place for um, filling other roles. And he shouldn't be that entry fragger because he's not good at it. And like you know, we have four other duelists that are better than him. So obviously, like those are gonna go. You know, you'll only have one or two duelists on a team. So it's like, where his, yeah. where is he being played? In what scenario? Yeah. Um. Exactly. You know, like maybe add another teleporter so he can teleport three points on the map and then get rid of his flashes or something. Or yeah, just change, I, maybe change his abilities. Like, like, it would be actually very interesting if Riot did that. Like, just completely change his role in the game. I don't know if they'll do that at all, but it's just a thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... um It's really hard. It's hard for me to even explain it very well like so on attack you can find your value in footsteps is going to be a lot of times i'll set them up pre-round while the buy barriers are are still up you can set down some footsteps and then if you go you know go to b side set some footsteps down and then you go a so when the round starts, you can send both of your footsteps B. Maybe you'll trick a player for, you might trick their B players for four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that is literally where that ability stands or on a send, you know, throw them down catwalk and then you go B. Like, I, like, I don't know. It, it just, it's super hard to find value on offense with the footsteps. And so, I just don't know how great of an ability that is on bind. It's a little bit of a different story because you can use those, you know, the teleporters on the map to kind of deceive your enemies with the footsteps. I don't want to get hung up on the footsteps. I just don't feel like they really contribute to a role that would be suited for a duelist. Like they are good in one V ones again, though, you're just taking that risk on, Hey, that, that player is going to believe these footsteps and you're just kind of banking on that and then you swing it anyway. So I don't know there, the footsteps seems just kind of 
not great to me. That's just my opinion. Um, I think I'm just trying to think of anything else on offense like that I can think of. I think it's just trying to, what you can do as well is send your teleporter. If your team is saying, Hey, we're going to push a hard, hard and fast, send your teleport on the a side, you know, what in the buy phase as a barriers drop, you might be on C on, on Haven and you can take a few shots at the C player and kind of cause a distraction. And then boom, you can teleport your back with your team on a, and so there is some value in that. It's just, if you get picked, like you don't have anyone to follow up on, like to trade you out. So you're kind of taking a risk. Like you're just going to assume that you're going to win that battle or not die. But like, it, you know, it's not really a smart play because you would rather have someone there to back you up. And so that doesn't really work in my opinion. I mean, yeah. you can show some presence somewhere on the map and then go and and be with your team in that five man push. Um, so that is offense for me. He's not good at it. And he and just don't expect your Yoru to fill that role because it's it's just too hard for them to do. Yeah. So that kind of takes us to defense. Do you have any other thoughts on that? On offense? No, not much. B Kern's 006. He almost seems more like an omen in a lot of ways um, than a true true duelist. That's very true, man. And also, thank you for the follow. We really appreciate it. You also, you you know the ways of a peasant. You know how a peasant should act. You know your role. We appreciate that. Um, Did he just follow? He followed. He was he was the most recent peasant. Dude, let's go. He, jo- he joined our royal family. Round of applause. Let's go. Beakerns 006. Um, yeah, no more thoughts for me. You You did very well on offense. You summed it up. So that takes us into defense, and like you, I agree. He seems to find a lot more value on defense. And again, this is kind of unique for a duelist role. It's not what you want to see, right? You'd rather you'd rather him be savage on offense and then not great on defense. It turns out to be the opposite for Yoru. So that is interesting. And like Rogan said, I kind of had this this rotate idea in my head from like literally game number three. He's so good. You can stack a site and then still support your, your site that is um, not supported. Like on, it doesn't matter the map you can play defense. You can four stack on B and have your teleport on a, if they hit B, they're going to be met with, you know, they're not going to think that there's going to be four of you there because that's unusual. And if they do decide to go A, it's like, oh, shoot, there's four of us here. Boom. You're supporting your other player on A enough for your team to rotate over. So that is where his value comes in on defense 1000%. Like that is the play with Yoru on defense. You send your teleport to the other side. And with that 35 second cooldown, this is like a free teleport that you'll have. Because like Rogan said, as soon as those barriers drop, your 35 second timer is starting to tick down. So the by the time that they're actually hitting the site, your other teleport is already ready to run. And so what me and Rogan have experienced is like, I'll send my teleport to the A site in the buy phase. The walls drop, that timer starts to count down. Let's say they send two players B, like they're kind of playing default. 
Rogan and I will get a pick on B. Like it looks like they're going to hit that site. I can teleport to A if they're playing a default because they might be getting some pressure A as well. And if I get a pick there, my teleport is already on its way back to B. And if my team over rotates, I can be back in B to like help support that. Like if, if their team rotates to A and then back to B, it's like, you're always there. Yeah. And that's what's so brutal. That's what's so hard to deal with. If you're going against a Yoru and not many people play him defensively like that. I I've noticed for myself, at least like I go against Yoru's and they don't really know how to use their, their teleport on defense guys. That is the play. You send it, you're just using it to rotate. It's super lame. And I wish that there was something else you could do, but like that is the best call. You do that or you just take a gamble. And that gamble is probably not going to work unless you're playing against people who don't really know what they're doing. And it's, and it's, if you're going against any players like in that platinum level, your teleport never fools them. Like, like ever, 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 ever. So if you're a Yoru in in iron or bronze and you're saying, Coulter, you don't know what you're talking about. I use my teleport aggressively all the time and get six kills. Like it, it's just it's just a different ball game as you climb the ranks. And I'm sure I don't even know what I'm talking about because the immortal players are probably sitting there saying, like, dude, you can't use it at all aggressively. Like, you know, in my in my level, I can still sometimes get away with it. Like there's that one in nine chance that I can actually make something happen. Yeah. But like as the skill gets higher, like you just can't get away with it. Yep. They just punish you hard. And so he really just comes in on defense. Like I don't even have notes written down on defense because it's just like that is what you do. There is only one way to play him on defense. In my opinion, he's not good at lurking. I remember when they they came out and they were like, oh, he's going to be this lurking agent. Like, dude, give me a break. He's not good at lurking, like, comparative to other agents. He's not any worse or better. Like, it's like he's fine, I guess. But his teleport is not fast enough to get him out of bad situations. So I would way rather lurk with Jet or another agent that, like, has an escape. And that's what I was going to say is, like, it does not compete with Jet's dash in any way. There's is no it's, world. It's for not it. even close. No. no, you either make it like instantaneous, and then it might you know have the ability to be on par with Jet, which I mean they even could do because, I mean maybe like make it instant and see how that works. You know you don't want people just pretty much disappearing in front of you. That would be pretty annoying. But who knows that might that yeah. might be the um, buff that would put him in back into competitive play. Yeah. Um, Lingo has a good, he, he made a good point here in, in the comments on, on Twitch here. I think he feel, I think he fills the duelist role in his own way. I think that rather than getting frags, the duelist ultimate role, the duelist ultimate role is to make plays and create space. Even if Yoru is not the first on site, he can fill that role as a duelist. Whereas a controller is meant to control space and a sentinel is to defend space. So I agree with this lingo. It's just the problem is your team is expecting you to be the first on site. So you have to communicate that that's not going to be the situation for that match because there's been too many games where I've had my team yelling at me 
to to make a play to get on site, and I just send my teleport in only to get my cheeks absolutely just ripped out of my back. I mean, just absolutely clapped. And it's like, it's just never like been <laughs> beneficial at all. They're like, yo, Yoru, you got to get in there. And it's like, what do you want me to do? I have no abilities to support that. You want me to throw my footsteps in there and and maybe they'll get confused? Like, give me a break, dude. These guys know what's going on. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and also like, okay, yeah, you send your teleport right into sight and you teleport like it distracts the enemy and like okay like your death helped your whole team to get on the site and get a pick that would be great like Coulter you do that every time because you're getting us on site that's just not the case because you can destroy the tele you can tap Yuru or whenever Coulter teleports and it's just not a problem you know it's like it's like yeah. Ray's double satcheling or jet dashing in like if she does die she's getting her whole team on site and that's way more beneficial than anyone could be and, and, and yeah, Raze doesn't have an alarm going off of like where she's going. Yeah, like, I know. It's like Yoru has is like a beacon, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like a beacon moving through the site, and it's like, oh man, I wonder where he's gonna pop up. And then you you hit it, your team doesn't flash for you. Heaven forbid your team helps you out. You just flash in. D- did they throw a smoke on you? Of course not. You're just coming in raw. You're coming in raw in the middle of sight and just getting rammed. So it's it's weird because you just have to play him differently. And I feel like that is the point that I'm trying to drive home here. And, and I feel like maybe I'm just beating a dead horse where I think he can separate himself from other agents is on defense or or offensively in that same manner of his instant rotates. No agent in the game can do that. And I think that he finds value with the operator in this way. If his teleport was a little bit faster where you can maybe get out of danger if you miss an op shot, he would be insane on the operator. Yeah. He would be absolutely mad. So that might be a broken mechanic. So I'm not sure if that's really the answer. It's just you can be... Like, so, you know, when you buy the op and you're like, man, I wonder what site they're going to go because you want to be on the site that they hit with the operator, right? Cause you're getting those first peaks. He can always be that player. Like, it's like, have your team communicate to you, man, I hear some B boom, you teleport over, you have the op ready. You're t- sending your teleport already back to a, so if they switch it up on you, you're like, you can be on both sites with the op. And that is huge. It's just, if you miss, you're screwed. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's just like using Sage with the op or, or name, name an agent. Right. So, and that's obviously, I just don't know if they made that teleport fast enough where, Hey, I missed my shot. Boom. You can teleport out. That might be a little broken for the operator. I feel like maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't know. Cause he does have value with the op cause he can always be there. That's very true. Um, Lingo, what does he say? Yeah, I think as Yoru becomes more of the norm, teams will grow brains around his kit. I think people just need to adapt to his kit. I agree. I think you're right. Um, and then B Kearns 006, maybe you already covered this, but thoughts on Yoru as a spike carrier than if he isn't, or if he isn't a good entry fragger. I think he can be a decent spike carrier. Um I actually was playing a ranked game last night where they gave me the spike almost every time. And how that would go down is 
uh, we were playing on, this will just give you guys a good example. We were playing on Haven and we were playing on A. Like we were going to hit A. So I would take the bomb and I would send, I would set my teleport in our spawn. I was the bomb carrier. I would go, our team had great communication, by the way. Our team would rush A, I would get the plant down and I would make sure that the enemy knew that I was on site, whether that's throwing flashes, make it obvious that you're on site and then you can teleport back into your spawn. And the, the interesting thing about Yoru, and I'm glad I just remembered this, the more information that the enemy has about your position, the more valuable it is for you. Yeah. And that is very contrary to every other agent like in the game, like there's times that I'll purposely reveal my location just so I can confuse them when I'm not there. Like they think I'm there. Mm-hmm. I want to give them that information that, Hey, I'm behind this box. Even if that means like jiggle peeking without the intention to even take a shot, just to let them know that, Hey, I'm still behind this box. Then I'll tell you. And that bought me a little bit of time or it gave me an angle that they're not expecting. So that is actually a super big point. You can use the information that the enemy has against them, which is super unique to Yoru. Um, his ultimate, I'm glad that they made it so you can use gate crash while you're in the ultimate. Because guys, I don't know about you. His ultimate is not great. I don't care what you say. When, like, when are you making sick plays with his ultimate? Like, you want to compare Yoru's ultimate to Ray's? Like, don't even try it. And you can't compare him. Like his ultimate is just awful as a duelist, unless you're using it in a very niche situation. Like one good play that you can do is getting the bomb out of bad spots. And that is where I found a lot of value out of his ultimate. Again, it's a super weird situation that you barely find yourselves in. But, you know, there's been times that I'll send my teleport onto a site and then say it's Haven. The bomb is in garage. I'll go through window. I'll pop my ultimate. I'll run into garage, grab the spike and fake it out. Like I'm running to the C site. I can hear them chasing me behind me. And then boom, I teleport to a, and I get the plant down. So that's like a really big, like there's no one else that can do that. But it's like, how often are you in that situation where like you need to go extract the bomb and then like juke them out? Yeah. It's just rare. It's just not something that it's like, hey, I have my ultimate this round. I can bring a ton of value to my team. It's like maybe, like maybe not. Yeah, like it just depends on how the round goes. It's just super situational. Yeah, that's very well said, man. Um I think it, it does vary a lot between the skill levels, especially with Yuru. And like pro play, they might use his ultimate way more. They might think his ultimate is really good. I'm just saying, just like, don't even play him. Yeah, they don't even play him. Um, and then you know, like Holter said, low elo, like you can probably teleport on site. So it is. Um, don't take it too like seriously, as in like you can't do this specific thing. But for the lower like, or like for the higher levels, it's really hard to use his abilities effectively as a duelist. Um, that's kind of like the summary that I am getting from you. That like it's yeah. like consistent. Like you can't you, you can't play him as his role right now. Um, you just and like can't bank on it. And as a spike carrier, I think like that is a that could be a great role for him. Um, and being like able to like for him to get spiked down and then back off instantly. Like 
back out um, onto a place where he can um, defend, you know, like split, you know, you plant four garage on B and then he can teleport all the way to garage without being, you know, worried that he's going to be killed from heaven when he's running across. So being able to get out of those situations is pretty cool. And I, I, like you said, like it's just niche situation situations. Like if for almost every single ability, <laughs> like footsteps, you don't know if they're going to yeah. work. You don't know if, if, but they might work and that's going to be huge, but <laughs> it's just like, it's just, yeah. it's just a gamble. Like no matter, like I know I've been ranting for a while. It's just, it's just a gamble. Like you send your teleport into, into a place where you're pretty positive. There's no one there and they just happen to rotate through your spawn. Like they just happen to do it. And you have you have a gold one brimstone squatting down right next to your teleport, just wa- just waiting for you just to TP. Teabagging you as he as he knifes you. Like, like they just happen to go through spawn. Like there's no reason. They just did it. And yeah. you planted the spike. You you're running your play. And it's like, who would have known that there was three people camped right there? Yeah. Like it's it's just you're going into the unknown every time. And like you said, with his footsteps. You're never sure. Yeah. So it's like, doesn't give too much value unless you just get lucky. You know, it's like rolling the dice on that. I I do think that he has value. And I do think he has value somewhat as a lurking agent. He just because he can send his teleport with the team and then lurk from there. And, and I realize that there's some value that I'm not giving him credit for in that aspect. And, and I want to get better at it. It's just, as you are lurking, you have no escape. Yeah. Like with the time to kill, if they shoot you once, you can't move. Like there's just no way to get out of it. Nope. So unless your timing is just great and you have a really good read or you know how they play really well and you can put yourself in positions to maybe get a kill early on in kind of a lurky position and then teleport back with your team and support there. I don't know. Like you, you guys are just got to try it. Like, it's just not easy to do that with him. And and I think if you play him consistently, you'll find that out. <laughs> like I, I've tried a lot of things and there's only a few things that work and you just have to stick to it and like get good at those things that, that work. Uh-huh. And, and that's just often it's just rotating. Yeah. Yep. So sorry if that was like super negative. I I love the agent. I want to make that crystal clear. Like I I have no plans on on giving up on Yoru or or anything of the sort. I just think they almost they need to either change the way he plays or they need to change his abilities. Because I'm tired of people thinking that I'm going to be the entry fragger and I literally just have nothing to to do that. Yeah, like that's where I'm at with him. So uh, do you do you have any thoughts? Any closing thoughts here? I mean, I, I don't know how much more I really, I feel like I'm just slamming him into the ground. I don't know. Yeah. About. Dude, you ranted enough. You just need to be quiet from now on. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you did, you did really good. I don't really have much to add because I don't, it's weird because like, as like we were doing notes, I don't really play against Yuru that much and I don't play him. So it's like, when do I really know how to like, know how to combat him or how to like counter him it's kind of weird because I, I just don't the counter yeah i know. And, that, know and that's the thing it's like 
it's weird because I, I, I just don't really notice that. I don't really like think about it because I don't really need to. Um, so I don't, I like Coulter, you play him and I think you know more than a lot of people, um, how he should be played and how she, how he should be changed. And I think you covered it really well. Awesome. I, hopefully I brought some value. Like, I don't even know if there's a listener that like, right. Odds are <laughs> there's a 2.6% chance that you're picking Yoru at all. And even a lower chance, even a lower percentage that you main this agent. So it's, it's rare that you're even gonna give a rip about this episode. It's just, this is for that 1% of Yoru mains. Hopefully, you know, if you're, maybe these were some thoughts that you've never thought of. Like that's, that's all I'm shooting for at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, we're just trying to cover pretty much everything in Valorant and we'll continue to do so. Even if it's yeah. 1% <laughs> of the people who do enjoy that episode. Any one percenters in the channel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else to add, man? I think that kind of covered it for like our plan. I think that kind of fulfills the plan. Yeah, you, I remember you talking. You didn't want to drag things on this uh, this evening. So. Well, I think when we drag things on, it gets a little weird. <laughs> yeah, we start getting weird. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I I think that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure when I end this episode, I'm going to be like, man, I should have said these six other things about Yoru. But it's like, I think maybe I I planted my my basic thoughts on the agent. You know. And I think changes are going to be coming. I really do believe that. So, um, yeah, I, I feel decently satisfied. All right, guys. You have been listening to the Flow State Gaming Podcast, episode 24, where we talked about Yuru, the, the, the agent that's never played. Um, I'm Rogan Prescott. Joining me today is Sea Doggy Coulter Fair with the infamous lip bite that he always offers on flow underscore state underscore gaming that you should all follow today have a good one peasants and just remember your place know your kings we will see you next tuesday have a good one bye